0: Hey, everybody. Jack here. Uh, Just a heads up about this week's episode. The three of us are having tremendously busy summers. I know Jake is currently moving into a new place he just bought. Uh, Interestingly, he's been getting letters from someone called The Watcher. They've been escalating in aggressiveness, but hopefully uh, he'll deal with that. In any case, he couldn't record this week. Uh, Mark is off in Duluth, Minnesota this week, so he couldn't record either. Uh, I'm here, uh, but I don't think you want to hear me just talk to myself for an entire hour and a half. So what we went ahead and did is repacked an old episode and Luckily, you know, Duluth is the precursor to what is now Hollywood. It's formerly Tinseltown, you know, Hollywood One, if you will, uh, because we recorded, I don't know, maybe a year ago, an episode about uh, actual Hollywood, present day Hollywood as it's come to be known, uh, new Tinseltown. So we hope you enjoy uh, this fitting uh, repack of our episode on Starry Eyes. Thanks. Bye. It's figuratively an allegory for a literal story, I think. Hello, Internet, and welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the creatively titled podcast brought to you by us over at A to Z horror.com and by the Phantom Podcast Network. Take a minute and head on down to downrightcreepy.com slash phantom and check out all the other awesome shows the network has to offer. For example, you should check out the Classic Horrors Club, who most recently took a look at things brain-related, and they even raffled off a brain-to-win of your very own. For now, though, you're here with us. I'm Jack, and sitting to my is Jake.
1: Don't you think you're a little overdressed, Jack?
0: And sitting next to Jake is someone else who's a plague of unoriginality. It's Mark. Hello, gentlemen. For those of you unfamiliar with our Cracker Jack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. And when we do, we spoil the goddamn shit out of that movie. So... Fair warning on that. Uh, this week, we watched 2014's Starry Eyes, uh, which was recommended to us by Kirsten, uh, one of our Facebook friends, and we'll get into that soon, which will be a lot of fun, but first, we've got to do the getting drunk part, so on that score, let's do Beers for Fears. Mark, what are your beers for these fears? Ah, but before you answer, bear in mind, listener, the beer selection might also be spoilers for Starry Eyes. This is a really hard movie to beer. Uh, I'm going to level with you guys. I completely forgot I had this beer in my fridge, and I think it kind of saves me a little bit uh, because I did not know what I was going to do. I'm from that party
1: you threw like three years ago?
0: I am drinking a Heart of Darkness stout uh, made by Magic Hat. I feel like it actually fits surprisingly well. This is a movie about kind of like bringing out your almost literal inner demon, figuratively inner demon. Uh, There's also a specific uh, quote in this where he talks about, uh this plague of like darkness coming over Hollywood all this ambition and shit so uh she very clearly has a heart of darkness i'm i'm, I'm calling it a pretty good pretty good one acceptable thank you uh what i you went a different it? direction with it i went with a worthy ipa by worthy brewing because this is a movie about thinking you're not worthy of things and then the things you do to convince yourself you are worthy of them and eventually being judged worthy to be a part of a satanic death cult It's a gateway beer. Yeah, so, worthy. Are you worthy, or are you not worthy? Not bad, I think. Decent. Decent. Jake? Jake?
1: Yeah, I agree with that this is a hard movie-to-beer sentiment. Um, I didn't go too far out of my way. I think like you guys clearly did as well. I'm going with one by Jack Abbey. It's called Smoke and Dagger. It's a black lager. Um, I could try to jam it in there. I feel like you can make the connection. If you want. Otherwise, you can just give me last place and we'll move on with the proceedings. How about that?
0: Yes. I'll find sounds that. good to
1: me. Okay, great. I never lose, so, you know. Well, every once in a while. Once in a blue moon.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, drinking beer isn't the only thing we've done over the course of the last week. We've also maybe watched some horror movies that weren't Starry Eyes. Maybe. So, Jake, what else has been rocking your horror world apart from Starry Eyes?
1: A lot of things. Uh, it's been several weeks since we've talked about these because we had our... Horror release roundup for the month of November. Last week, Which Listener, you can find that over at com if you're so inclined. I have a few that are backups from the Halloween season still to talk about. The first of which is the documentary that came out this last month called Haunter's Art of the Scare. Yeah. Yeah, I threw that one on. We got a screener, full disclosure of that one. Threw it on a few days before Halloween. Seems like it'd be a good time to do it, give it a watch. I really liked it. It was like 70% McKamey Manor though. It was kind of like (laughs) here, here is the like haunted house culture. And then here is the counter culture of blackout and of McKamey Manor of extreme haunts. And there was a heavy focus on McKamey Manor. I thought it was really interesting. People who go and do that sort of thing. First of all, I don't really understand. Second of all, I don't really get it either. Like I don't understand how if you're in a situation like that, how the we've talked about this before, I think, too, how the fight or flight mechanism in your brain doesn't just pop and you start fighting back and stuff. Where does the legality of things that you do as someone who is frightened in a situation like someone who goes to McCami Manor, what happens if you get freaked out and like fight back? Do we know? I'm pretty yes. sure they
0: have safe words.
1: No. That's like their whole thing in McKay Manners*. It's like there's no safe words.
0: Oh, look, it, it varies state by state, obviously, but for the most part, you're justified in doing most things if you subjectively and objectively believed yourself to be in danger. So it'd be about right. convincing the trier of fact, jury, or you, judge. Okay,
1: that, this is this is boring. I'm bored. Ugh. I. <laughs> well, if you fucking. You I, if there's I, no I, wait, wait, I
0: have a question. If there's no safe words, is there a safe word? Like is this just like a technicality that there's only one safe? Place? I don't know.
1: I'm wondering how thick the documentation is. How many pages you have to initial and then sign? Um, right. It seems like it would be extensive. You actually don't, don't
0: sign. Like. You cut. You cut your palm
1: and then you oh, you, put you bleed that. on it a bit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just bleed exactly. on it a little. Now, bit. Jake, to be clear, this isn't yeah. an actual documentary. This is like a Lake Mungo style fake documentary. No, this is a, a, is a legitimate
1: documentary. documentary.
0: Oh shit! Okay. Yeah,
1: this is just a documentary about American haunts. It's real people. McCain Manor is a real thing. Blackout is a real thing. These are I know those. Yeah, yeah. Just the main subjects. Halloween, uh, like yeah, like Halloween horror nights over at Universal Studios or wherever that is 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 in it as well. Um, There was one like way up in Wisconsin that looked fucking rad. Um, Pretty cool little documentary. I'd recommend it if you're at all interested in the types of people that go to or put on these sorts of things it's it was a good follow-up to things like hell house llc or the house is october built um i'd recommend nice. it the next one the babysitter uh, i watched this because mark gave it a, a glowing recommendation yeah, this was like up. the the halloween watch with the girlfriend because she was like this doesn't seem too scary but it's a horror movie let's do it we watched it i can sort of I can sort of pick up what Mark's putting down here. (laughs) Sort of. Sort of. It it was a fun movie. It was a really fun movie. And I don't know if I'd go as far as to say any of the acts were, quote unquote, perfect. Second act is perfect. Quote unquote, could not get any better. Um, Couldn't get any better. Mark said a lot of things
0: about this movie. He said a lot of things. I stand by all of them. I I was right. I thought the movie
1: was fun, but only very (sighs) okay. I'd give it. I'd give it a a tenuous recommend. I I think there are a lot of things out there that are better uses of your time. Sure. I mean, Um, look, it
0: it falls apart a little bit in the third act, but I'm standing
1: by my assessment. What
0: do you think? is the
1: second act? We are not spoiling this movie. No, Mm. we're not. We'll talk about this one off air. I I, I think I know where it starts, but I don't know where it ends. (laughs) Jesus. All right. Is that all you got? Eh. Eh. Uh, We're not going to talk about Stranger Things right now. So sure. Why not? Okay, uh, how about...
0: We're going to do, like, a whole thing about that. We've all yeah. now
1: completed Stranger Things, I'm sure. I, I don't even know... Yeah, I don't want to spoil anything about Stranger Things. I watched season no. two of... We're doing it. Fuck it. We'll do it live. I watched <laughs> season two of Stranger Things. It was really good. Except that one episode. Yeah, except uh, for episode
0: seven, which can go die in a ditch. There was an episode three that is, I'm not watching not that. Have,
1: that may or may not have been a pilot for a spin off series that would involve the numbered children.
0: Look, I'll tell you what. If it's a spinoff, I'm fine with it. I'm not watching it. If Stranger Things three comes out and it's that, I'm out.
1: It. I'm. I'm okay, not. So in, a, I'm not watching that. It won't. It's garbage. Be that. It won't yeah, be the, that. Oh B. That was God. basically the feedback that was given. Was this was not a good like test market for this type of product because you are dealing with people's expectations being different, so you cannot get an unbiased opinion. Like if you were to launch this and be like, "Hey, this is a spinoff." People's people's expectations going in are wildly different, and they're probably game, and they love it. Because you have char- a character that's from something that you love, but it's a going in a different direction right. and opening up this new lore. That's not what well, people wanted. They wanted, I there mean, were nine episodes, they wanted Stranger Things, and this felt totally different. Classically, I don't want
0: most backdoor pilots are complete failures because people, they're based on
1: a beloved thing that people are too. to see. Yeah, I don't understand, see. honestly, why they continue to be made. It just doesn't work.
0: And they it's weird that they exist in the modern era. There was a yeah. we got a break from them like in the 90s. I feel like in there were a lot of backdoor
1: pilots. It was real good. The soundtrack is phenomenal. There's a new bully who is even more phenomenal. And and I, I don't know about that. I, I don't know him. about... He doesn't I, exceed the
0: bulliness of the season, of the first season. He's, he's better, a different dude. kind of bully.
1: Yeah. He's better. It's all in the looks, man. <laughs> and um, Steve is the MVP of season two, just like he was of season one. So,
0: yeah, straight. Okay. Well, and you get full disclosure. Get, like, these cool new pairings of people, like yeah. no one from Dustin season one. And Steve. Is, it's not the same. Yeah, yeah. And Steve's eleven and Sheriff.
1: That's the same. And... It's awesome. Stop spoiling things.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah, we all watched Stranger Things. I I really fucking loved it. My wife loved it. Jake, you loved it. Mark, I assume you loved it. 6 out of 10. Wow. <laughs> no, it was great. I loved it. Just just watch every episode. Skip 7 and skip episode 7 in its entirety. Don't There's do that. nothing in that episode you need to know it, don't do at that. all. Some very minor information. No. No uh, information you need to know. Some information about a character's changed style. <laughs> well, that part's true. Yeah. yeah. You, it's basically an elongated music video from the 1980s. It w- it would be an abrupt transition. If if that was just happened without that episode, I think I would like it more actually. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that character just came back in with. Uh, in any case, if you like Stranger Things change. one, fucking watch Stranger Things two. You'll like it just as much. It's great.
1: Everyone's already seen it.
0: Yep, no need to that. discuss that further. Jake, what else you got? That was it. Okay, cool. Um, I got a couple of things going on. Uh, the first one is, Mark, you and I made a bet a couple of weeks ago that somehow we both lost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'll happen. Uh so Jake got to pick a movie for each of us to Hell listen to. If yes. listener if you're curious about how Mark and I both lost the bet we made against Hell. each other, you're going to have to go back and listen to like an hour and 40 minutes into the Season of the Witch episode from a couple of weeks ago. It's a long slog,
1: but it's probably worth it. And Jake I, that that's wrong. That's also wrong. Is it? That's also the wrong episode. Yeah. You're just I don't think it's the wrong straight. episode yeah, at all. Yeah, no it is. Season of the Witch was picked in that episode. No. Yeah, no, it's when we were doing the draft of the movies we are watching, Jag. You're wrong. You want to bet about this? I'll bet you. Again. Yes, I bet. absolutely want to bet about this. Great. That's fun. That's fun. In my club, I will splash the pot whenever the fuck I please. Who? <gasps> Who? That's it. Gambling. <laughs> oh, okay. Blair Witch 2. Fuck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to have time to insert the fucking musical cue because you got it <laughs> wrong so Mother. fast.
1: Walker. My brain my brain doesn't work past, like, 4 p.m.
0: All right, well, let's get a little scarecrow I figure out what you're going to be watching and then talk to you about what you made oh, me watch. Oh,
1: my God.
2: All
0: right, all right, Jake. I've got one for you to watch. This is one that both Mark and I have seen and have both said it's surprisingly good that I think, Jake, you still look upon with scorn. Uh, Jake, you're going to watch The Ruins from okay. the 2010s. Um, I'm just—I'm actually curious to
1: talk to you about this, so that's—that's that's most of the reason I'm picking okay. it for you. I feel like I'm um, getting off easy here. That's great.
0: I don't know if you are. I think you might hate this movie. Also, you both liked it. Um, yeah. Well, I'm curious. I'm curious to see what you okay. think. Okay. All Tune right. In. So you're gonna watch the That's a next, next pick. Week. That's right. a good pick, Jack. All right. For the time being, yeah. I lost a bet to Mark, and Mark on lost a bet on the season of me. the
1: witch episode.
0: Yes, uh, okay. I didn't lose a bet to Mark. I just lost a bet, and Mark lost the same bet. Um, To me. Jake, you you chose for me a movie from the 50s called The Giant Claw. Yeah. Uh, I watched this. Yeah. Yeah, They did. (laughs) I didn't hate it. Uh, why? Okay. Number one, this is like right in the sweet spot of Twilight Zone narration that I fucking love. Okay. Okay, this movie has a ton of narration about the beasts and things you couldn't even fathom and awesome shit like that. Sure. Uh, apart from that, it's pretty goddamn terrible. The 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 pacing on this movie is baffling. This movie is 75 minutes of just absolutely nothing happening except for a man trying to kiss a woman in her sleep on an airplane and then interspliced with a, a terrible green screen puppet giant bird. As big that, as a battleship. They say it's as big as a battleship and it varies in size from slightly larger than a commercial airplane to... Twice the size of the Empire State Building.
1: They also say they use the term battleship to describe its size and overall being roughly thirty-seven times during that movie. <laughs> and it
0: is—it varies in size wildly. They also, at one point, the narrator comes on and, and it's says, "Not a long movie. It's it's like eighty-three minutes." No, it is. No, I, w- I watched it very recently. No. <laughs> um, there's one part the narrator used a date format that I'm gonna continue to use in the future it comes on just like you see you a plane go. flying in the background it says date the 18th of the month <laughs> <laughs> but then and then he says he says date he says time he says the setting and then he says visibility perfect and the guy's clearly flying over the most clouds and fog you've ever seen in your life it's absurd. visibility's perfect <laughs> Given the conditions, it's the most—it's the best visibility you can expect, given the conditions. Oh, Christ. Now, anyway, this, movie,
1: this movie probably has the worst designed giant monster ever made. It's <laughs> atrocious. That's its distinction. It's a so, poorly
0: constructed buzzard puppet.
1: Yeah, it has buzzard, mohawk, and just flaring not It's so laughable. I love it. <laughs> it's terrible. It is, but it's, it's so a great... Good.
0: This is what B-movies are supposed to be, man. Great,
1: I'm glad you enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, terrific. Uh, the other movie I watched... Was of decidedly higher quality. Um, I think this is now out on on VOD and such, uh, but I I watched it in a screener. I watched Creep 2, which I was so excited to see because I really enjoyed the first half of Creep 1 and saw a lot of fucking potential in there. And Creep 2 is a better film. It's a more cohesive, more immersive, better made film, put together, written, all that stuff. It's a lot less of a horror movie. Um, and I can't is really it, is it talk still a, a horror movie. Mm, yes, I mean because it is—it's is, a, hor- a horror. It's movie. a sequel I, to Creep. I was—I it-
1: was trying to save this one. I watched it too. Oh shit! <laughs> it's still a horror movie. I can tag team it with you. Um, Sounds good. I—I I agree with you, except for like the horror movie tenuous thing you're doing right now. It's a horror movie. Okay. Yeah. 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 A lot less so. Like it—it's a lot.
0: The first one was so focused on a really
1: uncomfortable situation, like horrific situations and discomfort right.
0: and, and clenching.
1: And I think with this one, the main difference is clenching? you can't really, you can't really capture, you can do a lot of things with Duplass' character, but you can't really capture that he will catch you totally off guard, what is he capable of thing twice. Yeah, and look, you that already scene kind with- of know peach fuzz and the crotch gyrations in the first movie which if you don't know yeah. what I'm talking about go
0: watch the movie
1: yeah but the crotch gyrations thing let's just say you can do other things related to crotches that will ratchet that up a bit sure but it won't catch you as off guard as it did that first time. i don't know about that there there was a crotch <laughs> thing here that caught me a little off guard okay okay um some great music in this one really good music
0: and i think overall it's a better
1: <laughs> film and if you, that was like a joke you, but okay
0: hey no it's not like
1: whatever his favorite song in the world is is a good one (laughs) but I I think it's overall a better film yeah Um, I mean the other thing that you have that I think could detract from that like you were saying I I disagree about the horror thing it could detract from the like the level of unease a little bit is that you have a lot stronger counterpart on screen with him than you did when Bryce was playing yeah um and that's not. I don't mean that in in terms of acting. Just the way the character was written by necessity, because of what they did to to create this story, I think created a stronger counterpart. So yeah, it's and otherwise ideal. you're just making creep again, right? You feel like it's it's in more capable hands. Let's just put it that way. So really good movie, though. I do agree with you.
0: Definitely go fucking watch it. If you and if you haven't seen Creep, go fucking watch Creep. It's worth watching. Yeah. Um. That's that's what I got, Mark. how About you. Sorry, I zoned out there while you guys were... Oh, good. Ring on. Good work. <laughs> uh, I lost a bet last week to Jack, <laughs> I think. I lost it to Jake. I lost it near Jack you lost to lost it to the Jake. universe. <laughs> We've covered this. We've covered this at length. I had to watch The Prophecy, which is available on YouTube, as was Jack's. You're welcome. Um, well... <laughs> This is a movie about. Well, you know what? Let me just let me just set the stage for you. There's a line yeah. in this movie yeah, that yeah, is just yeah, organically yeah. do it shoveled right in. Where two people are sitting in a boat, and the guy just leads in with a trick question from medical school: What's the only liquid in the world that isn't wet? Mercury. <laughs> Which, that's the level. That doesn't level of it ma- science. It doesn't make sense on any level. Any level. Not in the movie. Not outside of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and those are basically the only two levels, <laughs> logically. This uh, this is a movie about people who think they know science, uh, and then they made a movie that was basically like adult fern goalie, kind of. But well, that really sounds- falls apart. Okay, you're really selling it, it to me fall so far. I'm all, all the way on board. Off. You know yeah. what? I mean, I feel like this is kind of a, in the same boat as what Jack was saying. It's a B movie. Honestly, this would be a riot to watch with a bunch of people. Mark, for the uh, uninitiated, describe the era of this movie. 70s. Okay. 70s environmentalism hippie with a dash of Native American That's very important. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I only recommend you watch this movie if it's you in a large crowd of people and you're all getting smashed. And not you drinking alone in the dark. Not me drinking. I watched this drinking alone in the dark. Uh, and uh, I mean, I didn't have a bad time. You but... should have had a great
1: time. There were some great scenes in this movie, Mark. I mean,
0: there is one in which a. I'm going to spoil a little bit here. Is it the There's sleeping a monster. bag scene? Is it the sleeping bag? Yeah, it's bag the scene. sleeping bag scene. It's so good. She, <laughs> it's she's so hopping good. away from a monster. She's in a sleeping bag. It hits her once. She flies horizontally for about 40 feet. Hits a log, and then the screen is just like a cut where she disappears, and then there's just an explosion of feathers. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> so this movie does have that going for it, which is nice. <laughs> which is nice.
1: Also, Adrian's in this movie. Adrian. Yeah, it's great. One of her best roles.
0: <laughs> like second best,
1: probably. Second best. Anything Rocky.
0: Okay, so the second I've I've got a duo of relatively new blockbusters that have come out. I watched what? Alien Covenant. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, uh, my takeaway from this is that they've just completely and utterly lost hold of this series. I don't think they know how to make alien movies anymore. Eh, that sucks. Look, I'm a guy who hasn't seen Alien Covenant yet because I, while Prometheus wasn't a bad film...
1: It was a good film.
0: It It just doesn't fucking belong in the alien world or universe and it's not a horror movie or and it's not what alien is or should be so this is in the same boat but it's not as i don't even want to say it wasn't it's not as smart as prometheus cuz prometheus wasn't all that smart no prometheus was just kind of a boring drama set against an alien backdrop this is just like a it's like bordering on action flick it's but it's not like aliens action flick it's just like i don't this is just banal Hollywood blockbuster set in the Alien franchise. Which is, I I think about what I was expecting, and why I haven't seen it yet. Now Mark. You're not going to hate it, but there's a lot to not like here. Let me ask you a question. This isn't a spoiler because it's in the trailer, or maybe that is a spoiler because trailers are terrible these days. There's a shower scene in the trailer that looked like it could have been a great fucking jump scare. Does that pan out at all? I would say that's the best scene in the movie. I don't know if that's saying much. Wow. Okay. Good job. What else you got? I don't that makes me sad. I'm just yeah, going to watch I don't Alien really think again. About that. Uh it's I mean, I would say it's slightly below average. If you're a fan of the Alien franchise, I think I'd still recommend you watch it, but I mean this was my like,
1: this was my top one our, of the year. Yeah, this is my most anticipated and I haven't brought myself to watch it cuz I I just it lost its shine.
0: Yeah, you know how like in the future, we're all going to have kids, and we're going to go to like one of their soccer games or football games or something. They're just going to be terrible. There's going to be a turd out there, you know, <laughs> just a little turd out there. You're still going to want to watch the game, but like
1: you you're are, just watching a turd. you are wildly mistaken <laughs>
0: right now. <laughs> First off, Jake's kid is going to be the best at sports ever. Second off, if this my dad has any indication, you do not have to want to watch your child's sports games. No. You can go and read a book and be perfectly content. Well, I, I'm planning on doing all of my social drinking at those games, so.
1: That is even a more lot bad. of We've drinking to, to do on. at a child's sports game. That Mark. is unacceptable.
0: <laughs> the other movie I watched was Annabelle the Creation. Oh, shit, <laughs> Creation
1: yeah. Is it the creation or just creation? It's just creation. I don't know. Annabelle we creation.
0: Deadhead. Annabelle okay. colon creation.
1: Thank you. Parentheses. My, my top
0: one for the month it came out in, as I recall. Yeah, you weren't wrong. Uh, I was really down on this. It looked super uh, formulaic from the trailer. And I just kind of assumed they I, A, I really didn't like Annabelle 1.
1: That's what I thought. Okay. okay.
0: And B, it just looked like it was a formulaic expansion upon that formula. I'm going to say formula like 16 or 17 more times. Good. Sounds this good. This is actually a really well put together movie. It They have some solid jump scares, but like there's also some like pretty decent... I don't know what we, we don't have a good like snippy word for it, but like the scenes where you actually get like the consistent dread building, nice. um, the whole plot centers around a girl who, uh, can't walk cause she had polio. So there's a lot of these, like, she's either in a wheelchair or she's on crutches or something like that. And it's like really hard for her to move around. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's like a nice little narrative device, but beyond that, that also there's seven or eight girls in this house. Uh, and they all kind of get their own separate moment of screen time. They all kind of have their separate storylines that are going on. I liked this movie a lot more than I thought it was. Uh, it's still your kind of triple A blockbuster horror movie. It's not. It's not doing anything like you haven't seen before, but it's doing what it is doing very well. So, uh, yeah, I'd give this one definitely the harder recommend over Alien Covenant. All right. Okay. Well, shit. Yeah. Legit. That's all I got. That feels like time to go to the feature presentation. Over at ADZHorror.com this week, we watched 2014's Starry Eyes, uh, which was my pick from the recommendations that came to us. This recommendation having come to us from Kirsten, who's a friend of ours on Facebook, right, Jake? Hey, I don't Kirsten. actually Correct. Know Thank how to you. use Facebook. So good, good work on that. Thank you, Kirsten. Um, This being my pick, though, I think I have to give a plot synopsis.
1: Yeah, 30 seconds, Jack. They be on the goddamn clock. It's going to start when you do, my friend. Sarah
0: is an aspiring actress in L.A. who is a waitress at a fake Hooters place. Uh, Things are going poorly, but then she gets a callback for a horror movie, and then they tell her she has to go meet the producer before she can get the part. She divorces all her dickhead friends, and then the producer tells her that he wants her to sleep with him before he'll give her the part. Uh, She refuses, and everything starts to kind of go to shit for her, but then when she gets drunk one night, she decides, yes, I'll do it. She does it, but then it turns out that infects her with some kind of horrible... Body horror infection, and then she becomes
1: reborn as a cult. She becomes reborn as a cult.
2: Uh, so she is I, now a horse. The whole
1: cult. You you said time
0: and Mark's timer that he was holding up to the screen and shaking around like a jerk yeah. off.
1: I was not the time at on the clock. Uh, he is just true. trying to distract you. He uh, he succeeded. He is started after the I clock. Panic. I'm doing a that thing
0: bit. that the fans of the MIT basketball team do, where they they. Count the shot clock wrong. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I it worked. It fucked me up. She it turns out that this is a cult. And when you get impregnated, maybe by this guy, you get you get That never happens. Something. His semen did something to her.
1: He's basically the aliens from Honeymoon.
0: Yeah. He's the aliens from Honeymoon. Sure. Um I had a different read on that situation. Uh, uh, I just assumed that she just took some bad crocodile from her buddy.
1: That was the whole movie.
0: That was basically the whole movie. Uh, you can watch it like that. You can assume that like the the movie studio has absolutely nothing to do with what's going on until like almost the very end of the movie, and it still plays normal. So she's hallucinating the rest of it, or is her body actually falling apart? Well, I mean she t- she took a hit a crocodile, and you know not even once. So and, she uh, she like literally starts falling apart because that's what happens. It's, over the course of days and it turns her murderous turns you into a crocodile maybe there were some bath salts in there too it's a it's a lethal combination a I lethal don't cocktail believe that
1: was the drug she took
0: of of crocodile and bath salts
1: well how does that explain the dude wanting to sleep with her before that that, that doesn't explain happened. it that's just that a thing happened. that happened yeah. okay okay
0: that's a weird take on it
1: yeah i mean it is a take you can you, you're entitled to have that take, but it, the whole meaningful CD underbelly. How far would you go for this vain existence storyline? Is totally irrelevant at that point. I and mean, that's a still worse movie. Because she a never worse It's a worse movie if you go that. that direction. So
0: much worse movie if you go that direction.
1: Great, Mark. You just
0: well, we'll we'll get into all that and I, much more. But first, we should talk about what in the fuck subgenre of horror this movie fits <sighs> into. I'm going to go first, this being my pick, and this is a
1: body horror movie.
0: Well, that's correct.
1: <laughs> yep. <laughs> Mark, you can go second.
0: <laughs> cult? It's a cult movie. <laughs> I still disagree with that as a genre, but sure. In the sense that it is a... How about, do you disagree with that? It's not a cult classic. That's not what I'm trying to evoke here. It is a cult movie because it centers on a cult. A That's why I disagree people. with it. It's too confusing a category. Well, just because you can't figure well, it out. We have very high-level listeners. They're able to parse things apart logically. Are they? Yes. I'm not convinced you can yet, so... Yeah, okay. no, we are completely incapable of it, but our listeners, they're highbrow people. Jake, himself. Five, they're five-star They're five-star human beings.
1: I don't think that it really fits into anything else, but the argument that I would make if the turn were on me, which it's definitely not, is... It is. No, no. Can't be. Uh, you could make an argument for slasher here. Um,
0: make that argument. I'm sorry. Make that argument
1: that she, as she becomes a monster and is like wholly unrecognizable under her hoodie, literally kills everyone else. Objection. Wrong. Oh, <laughs> sustained. She kind of yeah. has like that thing going with it. Like she's kind. She kills
0: them one by one. And
1: for yeah.
0: sexual it's not. I mean, look,
1: it's not a slasher, but it has a quick little departure into something that feels slasher-esque. There's another absolute layup. I don't believe so. If
0: you say independent, Jack, I swear to God. This is an independent movie. Jack. It was funded with
1: Kickstarter, <laughs> for goodness sakes.
0: Why okay. is this on our list?
1: Okay. It was funded Fine. with Kickstarter. You can do that. You're okay, not wrong. I just hate you. It was. I, I do just hate you as well. <laughs> I'm trying to I be totally brave. fucked
0: that up. You're not wrong. You're just an asshole. <laughs> Well, <laughs> never claim not to be.
1: And I just well, hate okay. you.
0: That's it, though. That's all of them. Yes. I got nothing else. Yeah. Maybe supernatural?
1: No. Mm, I Fun feel like sense.
0: that's couched within within cult. We've already captured that aspect. Jesus. There can't there be a... any natural cults, Mark? Nope. Is there a, is there a bald cap subgenre? Yeah, there could was be. Was it a bald cap? Oh, it was definitely a bald cap. You There's kidding. one scene where you can, like, see her hair underneath the bald cap, and it's not good.
1: <laughs> Mark would really right. prefer the CG version.
0: But before we start talking about that,
1: because that's something the movie does wrong, let's talk about what the movie does right. You got it right this time. I'd just like to take a moment to congratulate you on your ordering.
0: Good Thank job, you. I, I was, yeah.
1: full disclosure, I was
0: practicing that for a little bit. I don't know what this sounds like on mic, but it's me golf clapping, so.
1: <laughs> Probably sounds like terrible. A golf clap.
0: Whatever it sounds like, I'm sure it's terrible.
1: Hmm. Uh, Jake, <laughs> yeah. what does the movie do right? Uh, for The thing that stood out most to me was the soundtrack, honestly. The yep. the main theme for this movie is phenomenal. Techno xylophone. Like, it's unbelievably really cool. good. And the way yeah. that it transitions from like it's kind of cheery, kind of, I don't know, rollicking, whatever techno xylophone to use Mark's phrase. The way that it becomes more sinister throughout the course of the movie and you have like dissonant chords happening. It's really, really smart and cool. But still
0: clearly the same theme. Yeah, they do a really good job. Yeah,
1: it has a progression to it. It it stuck out to me a lot. Um, Kudos. Really, really good one.
0: Yep, I'm with you. I mean, it's no no Book of Shadows score, but it's pretty good. (laughs) You're right, there was no uh, Marilyn Manson in this.
1: That's too bad.
0: (laughs) Or Nickelback. (laughs) Missed opportunities abound. Yeah. Uh, there's some really cool shots. I don't know if it counts as... Cinem- I mean, I, yeah, whatever. It's cool cinematography. Really uh, cool. The shot specifically just... of her in the dark with the flashing light was awesome. So, one thing is, this movie actively makes Neon Demon worse. Because all of the cool things that I thought Neon Demon did, this movie did three years Oh, in we
1: <laughs> Time out. Take a time out. We skipped right over something. Histories of the movie. Had you guys seen this or not? Nope. This is a first foray for Jack. Mark...
0: Yep, also first.
1: Yeah, first for me too. This is That's unprecedented, you guys. I don't yeah. think we've ever reviewed a movie that. N- we none absolutely of us had seen.
0: have. Yeah, definitely. I no, mean, I don't think really so. Posh. I don't think it's possible. 10 Cloverfield Lane?
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> Void? No. We okay. certainly. hasn't happened.
0: Okay. I'd seen cool.
1: Void years ago. Come on. So my exposure
0: <laughs> to this was basically I had just seen the Valentine's Day episode of uh, Holidays,
1: which notably these guys directed. Yeah, that's the and only connection I had to this. They also, they also wrote the New Year's Eve segment yes, of, of, of Holidays. holidays. Uh, yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, that's my only exposure to them as filmmakers either.
0: Yeah. I heard really good things about the film, though. So Yeah, it's one of those ones that's been – like I definitely heard the name. It's totally. mentioned in a lot of circles. I can see why now. Ooh. But, Ooh. yeah, to get back to what the movie does right, uh, because I don't think we have much else to say with the history there – there's a lot of super cool cinematography, especially the way they frame shots. Uh Jack mentioned the kind of like strobe lighty scene. Um that one hit me not as hard I think just because that's a scene almost directly out of Neon Demon and I thought it was cool, super cool when I saw it then. And now that I see it like these guys did it first, but I had also kind of already seen it. So So this movie actively makes that movie worse and it's already <laughs> one of the worst <laughs> movies that has ever ever happened. <laughs> I would literally watch any other movie ever mentioned on our website before I watch that piece of garbage again. That is wow. aggressive. All of them All of them, including all the Uncorked Rule ones. Wow. wow. Mark, not Leon to keep Dubin blowing up your spot terrible.
1: here, but I have to interject here as, as well, because you've now both mentioned that flashy light scene. Interesting experience for me with this one. I don't think that I've ever had this happen to me while watching a movie. But Did you have a seizure? I, I had to stop watching the movie for a while during that scene. Really? Um, yeah, I got a very, very, very bad headache. Uh, wow. I got nauseous. I I had to oh, stop maybe. it. I, I paused it, took a break, came back, and then she has like a flashback five minutes later with more of it, and I was like, oh, <laughs> God, hit my eyes, was able wow. to carry on, but it okay. like it caused me physical harm. Oh, well, fuck. Jesus. <laughs> worse, so, worse
0: than Mickey Keating movies.
1: Yeah. I, it's just a light thing. I don't know. With Mickey Keating, I, something about like his level of transition between light and dark, I guess, with his strobe is such that it's fine, but this is well, a little Well, his strobes slower. are also
0: more rapid than this yeah, one. Yeah, this like, was Something slower. about the extreme bright and extreme dark, pretty slow strobe.
1: It, so what I thought... Because there's
0: plenty of other movies that do the strobe thing. What I thought was so cool about this one is it's telling a story while it's doing it. Transitioning from her to the producer, and I guess not producer, but the the casting people on the other side of the table. The two
1: times that I was able to notice what was happening before I became ill, uh, it was cool. Yeah. So beyond that, there's also a pretty neat scene that I don't think you see
0: very frequently uh, where she's in bed under the covers talking to her friend after she rejects the uh, producer guy the first time. There's an underwater pool scene. It's not hard to shoot underwater, but I felt like they did a pretty good job, especially with, like, they have the single light source from the pool light, (laughs) uh, and they treated it really interestingly. But, honestly, the coolest one is very unremarkable, and I'm just I kind of just want to talk to them about why they chose to do this. When she goes back to the producer um, to soak his cork, They shoot him from, like, the (laughs) highest possible angle. Like, it's basically just shooting the top of his forehead. It's a weird shot. Especially because that dude looks bananas. I paid attention to every shot he was in because that guy looks like a fucking creep robot. He was cast well for the part, yes. (laughs) <laughs> but you can't even see his face. You can barely see it. Like, it's, it's literally just, like, the top of his balding forehead. Yeah. And it, they cut back to it three or four times because it's a conversation between him and, uh, what's her name? Sarah. Yeah. I do not know the actress's name. Um, Alex no. Esso. Oh, yeah, the actress. No. Yes. Yeah. Uh, character's name is Sarah. And I, I've been trying to, I, like, it's an interesting shot. I love that they made the choice, and I just kind of want to know, like, what, they're, what they were trying to do. Because usually mm-hmm. when you're trying, like, in my, in my head, you'd shoot that from a super low angle because it, it makes him look more powerful. So I guess maybe they're making him look like they're focusing on his bald spot, so it makes him look more like a creep. But, I, yeah, I'm just really curious why they, why they did that. There's a lot of really interesting cinematography. I totally agree with you. That's a cool thing. Yes. Move um, along. Something else I think the movie does well is acting. Which, sure, I think is especially hard to do in stories about actors. Jack, yes, Mark, we need to do a lightning round.
1: Uh, no, oh, no, we don't. Yes, we do. yes, oh. we do. Okay, you're, you're trapped. You're trapped. <laughs> let's let's do a lightning round. Lightning oh,
0: round. There is a correct answer to this, by the yeah. way. Okay, <laughs> Alex Esso, main lady, main girl, Sarah. She is unbelievable. Really good actress. Uh, Noah Segan, Danny. Uh, is he the uh, the director? Yeah, the director friend. He's He does a serviceable job, not giving a lot to do. Uh, the other dude, Shane Coffey, the guy who's just taking pictures everywhere. Whatever, he's barely on screen. Amanda Fuller, Tracy, one of the other friends. Uh, hers was my least favorite performance. <laughs> <laughs> Fabian Teresa. She played Aaron. Oh, I don't know a- which one that was.
1: She's the one that gets exploded in Southbound by the car. Yes. I, she's she's the, she's the bitch in this movie. She, yeah, she's, she she, she she's the, the one bitch.
0: that keeps like undermining her at turn to turn, yes. and she's she does a pretty good job. I hated her character. Yeah, so success, good. Okay, yeah. way to go with the lightning round. We're really doing we're really doing well. Oh, <laughs> Natalie Natalie Castillo, again. Other girl Mar- Ashley. Sure, good, good. Is that her roommate? Sure. Yeah, Maria oh. Olson. Maria Olsen is the casting director. Oh my god, perfectly cast. I don't. know. <laughs> she's unreasonably good. <laughs> I, and last but certainly not least, Mark Center, the assistant. That guy, I thought he was so over the top that I hated it at first, but every time, every frame he's on screen, it made me like it better and better and better. He's the best. It's the best thing about this movie. Ten out of ten. Mark Center, MVP.
1: You missed one. Pat Healy, Carl. Yeah, the producer. No. The main creep. No. Oh. Wait, who are you talking about? The, the restaurateur. Oh, he is
0: terrific also. He actually does a really really good job of making you feel bad for him later on. Like he he runs he runs the gamut of emotions and does a great job with it. Yeah, the gamut is oh, there. Oh, certainly. The guy the guy who owns what's it called? Big Taters. Big Taters. Yeah. <laughs> okay, thus concludes the Lightning Round. <laughs> that was it. You also never talked about the actual producer
1: in the Lightning Round. No, he didn't. Good job, Mark. I had Lewis to comment on Pat Healy. This
0: Des- is God damn it. We're off That's the lightning round, Mark. We're off the you lightning round. I had to comment chance. on
1: Pat Healy because he is something the movie did right. That dude Absolutely. is awesome. Um, he's terrific. Like he's so good. I don't he's- I don't like giving credit to a movie. For something he did in another movie, but it's a quick shout out type moment because he did he did do a really good job here. But this guy is just a flat out, really good actor. If you want to see a movie with him being really fucking awesome, check out Carnage Park. He's one of the leads in that. And he is unbelievable.
0: (laughs) Speaking of Mickey Keating. yes, Yeah.
1: Because full circle.
0: this is all planned out in advance, listener. <laughs> he starts off as a minor and creepy character who's just kind of mm-hmm. there to move the plot along. But he, you he's go the on a journey with, with this guy leaders. and eventually feel bad yeah. for him. And, like, I'm on board. He's like, do you see what I'm trying to do here? I was like, yes, I do. I get yeah. it. He's now.
1: actually also really good in one of Ty West movies, The Innkeepers. He's... <clears throat> okay. Check him out. He's he's he has he's quite great. a few credits to his name in the genre, and he's great in all of them.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, huh, but anyway, I think
0: I think the acting really serves the movie very very well. Yeah, for sure. Um, and and like I said, the guy who the not female casting agent, I don't. He's not a producer, He's not the producer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the he, assistant. Like, when I first saw him, I was like, oh, like he's too over the top. I don't know what. But then it's like, oh my god, the longer he's on screen, the more it's terrifying. It's, just, like, it's oh, the best. Yeah. He's he's human. He's human Squidward. He is human Squidward. You either make a, an impression. I don't know what he says, otherwise, I'd say it and I'd do an impression. That was of a it, but... terrible impression. That was terrible. Of him saying the word impression. Yeah. Well, he's You're... a one of a kind dude, okay? Okay.
1: <laughs> well, one of a kind.
0: Seriously, though, I loved that guy. He's like just the right amount <laughs> of fucking bonkers weird. All right, so we've covered the acting. Jake, You uh, you mentioned Healy. Anything else the movie does right? You want to cover? Yeah, I mean on one it. of
1: the one of the big ones to me is I, I don't think we should overlook the practical effects when this thing gets to the point where it kind of goes on its little mini slasher voyage. There's a lot, yeah, and the body horror really... leading up to that, the body horror leading up to it as well. I actually have a specific comment about that one, but the blood and gore of the murders in particular in this thing are really really on point, uh, disturbing. They're disturbing in like I think the level of realism. It's weird. I've never seen someone be stabbed in such a way, but I, I, Or have I their don't... face just busted in with like a five pound. Oh dumbbell. that was
0: rough. That one was rough.
1: Um it was but really rough. Really and I don't good. know
0: how realistic that was, but but like I love the fact that there's viscera that like strings off the caved in skull to the the yeah. weight is terrific.
1: And the death Ugh. of Ugh. the death of uh what's her name? A salesman? With the cut the cut to the the cut to yeah. the face and then the stabbings and then the suffocation. Like there was just a lot going on there. Um there's, cut It, to face it is seems a weird like there's one. always
0: the one person who dies like four times. Yeah. for sure. <laughs> and you feel really bad for them. Well that's kind of what her role was
1: in Southbound too, man.
0: Yeah, yeah. that's true. Just Repeated brutal stabbings and suffocations until finally one of them takes.
1: Yeah, but to your point, Jack. Throughout the movie, the practical was great. Uh, Bravo, Alex Esso. You put maggots into your mouth and then literally vomited them up. Congratulations! Fuck, that was that whole scene that really happened. Yeah, I don't feel like. I mean, kudos.
0: I totally agree. Awesome, good work. I don't feel like that would actually be that terrible to do. People eat people eat like those little meal things all the time. Yeah, not in America. Mark, I mean, like Timon and Pumbaa eat grubs all the time. Yeah, and they're happy. Hakuna Matata, man. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Oh God, listener, he's wearing a Hawaiian shirt while he says it. Oh, We're gonna yeah, make him do this. That. We will film it. It'll be great. Coming at <laughs> you at some point in the future. Mark, <laughs> make him do grubs.
0: What? Oh yeah, Jack, start growing some grubs. That'll be part of our Christmas special. I don't have to walk too far to find maggots, probably. Okay. Gross. Deal. (laughs) Maggots are generally actually... I mean, they eat the dead tissue. You actually kind of want them. So, just saying. Mark, you don't have any dead tissue in your throat, I assume. I mean, no, but I also wouldn't go around Googling that, because that is a real thing that can happen. Right. But what I'm saying is, do you have a need (laughs) for maggots in your throat? Because otherwise, the maggots you're going to put down there will have been eating other dead tissue... Shitting into your. I'm not going to even pretend to say I followed that, Jake, but Jack. that My are, fucking are un- God. Mark, you were unable Dad?
1: to address the right person. <laughs> I think ever. I think, going yes, to go You guys have does the same wrong. name. We We've don't. done
0: so many episodes. We haven't talked about the degree of difficulty that I have. We've talked Tried about to, it a lot. Well, probably, yeah. We
1: okay, should we'll go to what the
0: movie does wrong, unless somebody else has something biting it. I have, right. I have one more thing. It's oh, going to be quick. I don't think we want to linger on it, but. I will say, I really like the, the, they have like a certain amount of world building here. They do a really good job of setting the place of the studio she auditions in, and like the home base of their apartment complex slash guy's van. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, do they? I'm very confused about where, so she and her roommate live in an apartment complex, separate and distinct from... The apartment that the horrible woman and her roommate live in, which, and- and, I believe it's the same complex, just a different apartment. Is it? Well, I guess I don't know, but- I don't think so at all. it seemed like they were connected. She didn't know he lived in a van until that one party, which this is actually a good transition thing, because this is something the movie did wrong for me. I have no idea what these characters' relationship is. Like, it seems like they're bust buds that hang out all the time. Best buds that hang out all the time. But she, at that one party, t- didn't know this guy lived in a van? That is sort of... Well, I don't know. If you lived in a van, I feel like you'd be the guy who just always went to somebody else's house. You wouldn't host any parties. He hosted a party! And they remember be at the end r- Jack, every night. Jack, 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 Jake. Remember, at the end... Of- <laughs> Of Arrested Development Season 3, where no one knows where Job lives. Oh, always and was just he, lived like, I he lived in a lighthouse. I assume he lived in a lighthouse. Yeah. Same type of thing. That guy might live in a van. <laughs> they know because he with, shows up. They're not as close with Job as these friends are supposed to be. They're pretty close. He's family. Oh, my God, dude. <sighs> I, I actually hear what you're saying. I feel like they were trying to just yeah. push a bunch of people who kind of had the same struggling actor or filmmaker like, roll together. And they and alternate between casual acquaintances who do the same thing, and then, like, best close-knit group of friends. And then the one who hates everyone else who's successful. Right. And let's be real, it does not make sense that she's part of that group whatsoever, because everyone hates her. Like, Except I, for the director. I guy. understand. It would make sense. They could have done a good job making it such that that group was her roommate's friends. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But they didn't establish that dynamic very well. They made it seem like they're her friends, and then they're strangers, and then they're uh, just... It was inconsistent in what the relationships were. Okay, so let me clarify then. I totally agree with you. The interpersonal relationships don't really make sense. They're not really fleshed out. But the actual like sets, the sense of place of them at the pool or just kind of hanging out on their like front patio or whatever, or as an entirely separate option, the audition studio... Or the skate park that one time. Those sets are very cool and well-fleshed yeah, out. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, that's, and they feel yeah, real. That's, that's fine. It does not account for the relationships, which I agree with. The, they don't make sense. They, they're just a bunch of people who have come to L.A. because it's L.A. and they want to do something, man. And they've right. kind of fallen into this situation where they're living amongst each other. They and sometimes friendly, they have old not friend, really friends, backgrounds, yeah. and that's, sometimes That's the don't.
0: part of the movie where it's you can kind of see the threadbare part of the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They just they just wanted they just wanted to have struggling actors as a backdrop. Right. And they couldn't quite fit it all in. Right. Sure. Jake, what else movie
1: do wrong? I think for as strong as I think the overall idea is for the story, I don't think that it's quite able to carry out what it sets up during like the first the first act of the movie, let's just call it. Uh, they build her up really well. Her desperation's there. And then as she starts going on this voyage, I become a little bit lost by what is actually supposed to be happening. I think it's it gets to the point that we were talking about earlier with Mark's whole theory about this being Crocodile and her just <laughs> fucking eating people's flesh because she's on some crazy trip versus it being a larger, I don't know if you want to call it a metaphor, but this larger look into the seedy underbelly of what Hollywood culture is and what people who are aspiring actors and actresses would do to get to the top. Um, sure. If that, if we are choosing that it's the latter, it certainly goes in a really, really out there direction with it. Like how much of this is real, right? Totally. How much of this is real?
0: All is, the, que- if, is the
1: question I, we are posed with.
0: I like to think all of it is real. I'm going with all of it. I mean, it's also problematic if so it is like like a-
1: this cyborg lizard. No, just reborn, not cyborg. Ooh, just as a reborn. cyborg lizard. Her not eyes, not cyborg. I don't know what she is. Lizard eyes. There's okay. there's a
0: non-zero amount of talk about being reborn or how no, how I, they say, I losing I'm
1: your skin or something. Fully aware of that portion of the movie.
0: The, doesn't the, make the it any easier to understand that, what's happening. It doesn't. But if this is an allegory. Then what they're trying to say is that doing whatever it takes to get the role, no matter how horrible and actually just rape it is, is the right thing to do because you become successful from it.
1: Well, that's the Wait, thing. Hold on, she... hold on, hold on, hold on. What question. has she gained at the end of this movie? What has she gained?
0: Well, she, the the assumption is that she'll be a super famous actress. I, right. don't, I don't think that's in a good these movies assumption. That everybody age. hugely respects. So, I is this a literal allegory or a figurative allegory? Jesus so Christ, lost. Mark. A literal allegory is just a story, you idiot. <laughs> so, is it a story or is it a figurative allegory? Right. Yes. It's figuratively an allegory for a literal
1: story, I think.
0: Okay. <laughs> we cracked that
1: nut. I mean, I'm, I'm still on my thing, though. We st- I still don't know what she has gained.
0: Again, I then. feel... I'm surprised you don't think that she's a starlet at the end of this. I feel totally. like it is that's exactly heavily she's implied. She is an A-list is a respected company that makes movies that people want to be in and she... Says, says who? Says everybody in the movie. The multiple the der- characters. No, the they director. said, oh,
1: they've been on some hard times lately. Like, that's a joke. There's like lines written no, in the movie about how this is says no longer a, a th- place, place
0: and that's a real thing when she gets... No. Little- honestly, honestly, guys, guys, you can interpret it either way. Maybe it's an A-list studio and she suddenly... Jennifer Lawrence caliber celebrity. Maybe it's like a B or C list studio and she just sold out her entire life in order to be like a D list celebrity in a movie. Either way. I
1: thought it was more plausible that. There was this Astraus existed. It was great. It started. It fell on hard times. Started turning out some shit. You have this cult that took the name Astraus because they feel like they can get in with that sort of thing and get some people to do their own whatever cult things they Jake, do. Like Jake, the cult
0: has always been there.
1: No, oh, they've swooped in. <laughs> it's a definitive answer. No,
0: they've always been there. That's why they're successful. Is they keep feeding along, feeding on
1: like the youth of Hollywood. I don't know. Okay, that's not painted well enough. In my opinion. It's it's unclear. Yes, they need to establish that a little bit more. But Jake are usually the guy who likes the ones who like
0: shit. ambiguity. Jake is yes, you yeah. when
1: it makes sense.
0: <laughs> Look. Uh to piggyback Not on Not when the
1: ambiguity makes sense, when it makes sense for there to be ambiguity. Jesus Christ. Yep. I'm gonna piggyback on your what it does
0: wrong. Um I think the transition from her being a strong, self confident woman who is upset that she would have to degrade herself to get this part, but willing she to that? do that to... Yeah, uh, when she definitely doesn't... would disagree with her starting
1: out as self-confident. I felt like she continued. took the exact opposite trajectory.
0: Okay, not not self-confident, but, but a, a woman willing to say, no, I'm not doing that, I'm fucking leaving. Okay. And then, okay. sure, being upset about it because I lost out on my big break because this is a horrible thing that people shouldn't have to do. The transition into now I'm okay with and want to do this was too abrupt for me. It was crocodile. Yeah, I mean they did. They they. I I totally hear what you're saying. But they do. I like getting blown by a different woman. Yeah, they go out of their way to have that whole scene where she's sort of off put by everything. It was the pool scene. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 a good scene. It's a well shot scene. But they they. It's not like they just like she doesn't just flip on a dime. She doesn't go to work and is just like, well, I've made my mind. But it's like a few hours later. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I hear what you're saying, and I I think I generally agree with you, but at least they tried. At least they put something in there to, like, emotionally disturb her a little bit. Yeah, but it was an abrupt transition. Yeah. Well, you know. You gotta make it in Hollywood, which takes it to uh, something... I don't know if this is really something we can blame the movie for doing wrong, because it was made three years ago. But man, awkward timing for us to review this movie, huh? (laughs) When, turns out, everyone in Hollywood is just the fucking worst. Yeah, it turns out this is actually a documentary. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and also, I was just noticing in the uh, IMDb trivia thing that this, the whole uh, interview, whatever audition she has where she has to strip down under the strobe light, is based off of supposedly a real thing that happened to David Lynch.
1: Of course audition. it was him. Of course him.
0: <laughs> well, I feel like that happens all the fucking time, man. <sighs> Not just like that. Model auditions, all that shit is the worst. But
1: think about the weird... No, I'm I'm picturing literally that exact scene. Oh, yeah. That's, that's David Lynch or Bust, buddy.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's not even David Lynch, but it's somebody reading David Lynch's words of, yeah. if you don't do this, what are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, man. All that shit's fucked. That brought a whole new level of uncomfortable that I think they were trying to evoke, but just sort of the pop- the status quo of right now evoked it even harder than they mm-hmm. originally intended. Yeah. And it almost threw off like the balance of the movie. <laughs> you know, yeah, totally. you can you can kind of like subtly joke about things that are like happening in the background, but when it's like in the foreground, there's right. almost like there's like a too soon factor, even though this sure. was made three years ago. <laughs> Clearly, their fault. Yes, yes. <laughs> I don't have a lot else the movie did wrong. I got some nitpicky stuff. Some I have some effects stuff. Jake, I agree with you that once the body horror stuff starts, the effects are pretty great. Uh but yeah. before that. I think the blood is way too that? thick and way too dark. She has some scenes where she imagines blood happening with her. Uh, oh, yeah.
1: There's the, her reeds that go poorly, and it's like yeah. engine oil. And,
0: the, and also her friend breaks her face on the, the pavement. Her yeah. The horrible woman breaks her face on the pavement. And the blood is yeah too thick and syrupy and dark. Yeah. Um, so I actually have a question about that I'm scene. I'm okay that,
1: with that. I have a question about that scene that doesn't really fit into any of the discussion of right or wrong. But it's more just throwing it out there to the floor. So that scene happens. This is still very early in the movie.
0: She's and just she had her like, callback audition.
1: She giggles to herself. She like, laughs about it. And she gets that look from her roommate, Tracy. Uh, yeah. What, what do we take from that? Because th- that's before any of this other stuff has happened. Is she just on the cusp? This whole time, anyway.
0: So the whole the whole point of the strobe light audition is that she begins to have like her inner shit person unleashed. That she's she's worthy, huh, guys? Worthy of the okay. transformation. Okay. That she, she is has the a heart kind of darkness. darkness. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that she has a heart of darkness. Mark nailed it. So this is
1: just some, like some Illuminati shit.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a, like Great. I think there's a reason they do the callback auditions and all that shit. Like she is susceptible to this kind of thing yeah i mean that's the scene that's the scene immediately following her quote uh, not quote but whatever you want to call it air quotes coming out of her shell shell at the stroblad edition yeah where she goes in being super tentative not wanting to comply with their kind of weird and awkward demands and then after that she's like super giddy about the fact that she did it Oh, and it, I if I I'm not sure. I didn't rewind and do slow mo, but I do think there's a frame or tier or, or two during that uh, audition scene that you actually see future. Rendition of her where her like face is falling. She turns into like a demon. I swear to God, on like one of the frames.
1: Jesus. I would not be. I would be more surprised if that didn't happen than if it That's did. That's cool. But I was too busy wanting to vomit. That that reminds <laughs> me of something it does
0: it does right that I forgot to talk about. Go ahead, um, buddy. But I th- I thought it was really cool that she there is nudity in both halves of the movie. <laughs> I thought that was
1: cool too, Jack.
0: That's not what I'm talking about. Super neato. But <laughs> before she does the full transition and before she is reborn, you never actually see her nude on screen. Yeah,
1: and then she's and so reborn, like and there's just nipples thing, popping all over the place.
0: Yeah, I, I thought that was a at least an so interesting many, storytelling so many nipples.
1: Thing. Yeah, yeah. you're reborn, and your boobs are just everywhere.
0: I'm upset <laughs> at how good of a point that was, Jack.
1: <laughs> Thank you,
0: Mark. Yeah, it was a good point.
1: Best point it's, you've ever made.
0: You got to make it in Hollywood, you got to go topless. I think that's the point they're they're trying to make, which is... <laughs> that's clear. what I was saying. Look, just true. show your breasts. It's worked for me. I, <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Well, that took a turn. Okay. I'm going things- to go back to where we were three or four minutes ago and hop on Jack's oh, what the movie did wrong don't effects-wise. Don't do Overall, 99% of the effects are practical and they look great. There's some CG in here, notably the tummy worms, before she actually spits them out. Oh, like it's a like a scene the where Scarab they're crawling the around mummy. on the inside. The, how yeah. did they make worse effects than the thing crawling around in Neo's stomach in the Matrix from 14 years before this? This is just like the mummy,
1: Scarab. Just like it. It, it is. It's like the mumps from the mummy. Yeah. Yeah. Mark, it's bad.
0: How do you, you want to? Do you want to take
1: your point back from us or are you just going to let us have it?
0: Uh, you guys named all of the other pop culture references of things crawling around on the inside of people. And, yeah, they don't exist. Uh, it either. looks as bad as those things or worse. <laughs> also, yeah. notably at the beginning of the, at the beginning of the episode, I mentioned that you can kind of see her hair through her bald cap in in one scene. Uh, that's, that's okay. also a problem. That's a nitpicky thing. And I got a couple of nitpicky things here. Oh, launched into the nitpicks. Do we have, do we have, do we have other shit it actually does wrong or we we, we hopping on board the nitpicky shit?
1: We can pop on that nitpick train.
0: Alright. Alright. I got whoop a few whoop. things here.
1: Chugga, 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 Number chugga. one. <laughs> nitpick. <laughs>
0: Number one. Jake, you talked about you liked the scene where she slashed uh, the mean woman yeah. with a knife. I, did I like didn't that care scene. from that at all. She slices mm. backhand from left to right with her right hand facing this woman. Kay. Right? So that would cut the right side of your face. If this I did is that to you, already
1: I mean, one of the stupidest it's, things I've no, ever heard. No, 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 this is, this is crazy.
0: Look, you and I are facing each other. I'm using okay. this hand to slice at you. I'm yeah. going to cut this side of your face. But then, the cut is All clearly is on going the opposite side of her face. All of this going over really well with our, our face. audio audience, by the way. Okay, look. She yeah, uses her right hand picture. to slice backhand from left to right. That would cut the woman's facing her right side of her face.
1: Well, Jack, I'm cons- glad you popped this in the nitpick train category of the segment of the segment of the show.
0: <laughs> yes, you yes I did the nitpick yet. The, it's on the wrong. No, look, it's the wrong side of her face. It's just. It's. It's why? fine.
1: She moves her hand, and it, you can, as the viewer, be like, "Okay, she slashed her with a knife." You couldn't. That's what she normal people. The, do. the other woman normal had to turn so
0: far to get that side of her face exposed. I mean, wouldn't you though? Wouldn't you like lean away? And you'd still get cut on the mark. You're just leaning like fifteen degrees, which is what you do. You wouldn't turn your head a full the wrong direction to get sliced. Ugh, She's listing lazily to the left.
1: Wow, lists, <laughs> lists lazily, Jack. What well, else? I, uh, that was ridiculously stupid. I so that, that is was... a
0: nitpick worthy scene because she gets her she gets a laceration on her face and she just collapses into a. Corner. I
1: love that scene.
0: It's a cool scene if they had gotten the. Cut on the right side of her face. The correct well, side. Well, why? Of okay, face. someone, uh, a psychopath, is wielding a knife. Wielding, wielding a knife? Wielding! She's <laughs> welding a knife. Wielding <laughs> a magic sword, stepped forth to oppose her. She's wielding a knife Watch in you your apartment. The she wolded it. You have a non life threatening gash on your cheek. And she leaves you alone. Why do you fucking stay there? What you can run, you can you can leave. Yeah, why she do you collapse into I mean, she a corner a, you have a, a, a scratch on... on your face? She stabbed her a bunch before she went on to the next person. No, the stabbing part happens later. Not she that leaves. much later. It's like and then 14 comes seconds back later. And no, no, no. No, she doesn't leave this woman. She stabs no. her.
1: It's like shortly, shortly thereafter. There's like she 15 leaves the seconds. room. No, 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 no. no, no. She does Sarah not leave the leaves room.
0: the room. Mark, you're wrong. You guys are breaking my balls. She absolutely leaves the room.
1: We are breaking your balls. You're right.
0: <laughs> she at least goes to like another part of the room.
1: My point Jesus. is, you have a,
0: you're like still at 100% health. What just happens? Your face I is think bleeding.
1: what happens is fucking Gene Simmons' son comes out of his room and is like, what's up? And then he goes into the pisser. And then she turns back around and like finishes the deed. Yes. You guys are leave.
0: misremembering. Oh my God. Okay. Other nitpick thing. Oh God. Um, during the body horror scene, the main one when she like goes to the bathroom and then she yeah the, up maggots, the maggot vomit and thing and then, yeah, yeah yeah and, yeah, and yeah, then yeah, there's yeah whatever she's shitting there's, herself all the all the stuff's happening sure she, whatever that's a rough peels series off. Of scenes she peels off two of her fingernails and then her phone okay. starts to ring and she crawls out to try and get her phone and you get a lot of really close up shots on her hands crawling her way into the hallway when all of her fingernails are clearly there
1: they're there they shot that they're, one out of sequence.
0: They're all very much there.
1: That was probably a to budget be clear. They thing. didn't
0: shoot it out of sequence because they didn't actually pull her fingernails off.
1: No, they did. You don't know that. <laughs> this is this is real, Mark. We yeah, just we already established that this is a documentary of how Hollywood works. <laughs> <laughs> Valid point. That's I, my uh, that's my list of nitpicks. Well, what did this movie get? You? What was the budget on this thing? No idea. Do we know? But it was.
0: Those Glad things.
1: Neither of my nitpicks are budget things.
0: It doesn't take be, any amount of money. Might, yeah. Look, nobody paid mm. me to pay attention to what side of the fucking face the knife was on. I what are you, just did what are you it. Trying to not say, all what's your point? point? <laughs> None <laughs> I don't know, of that Jake, made any sense. Jake asked about budget, I
1: and then I'm you started curious. talking about how you I'm just weren't paid to watch curious. this movie. That was so stupid, Jack. To
0: answer to answer Jake's question, I have no idea what the budget is. Thank you, Mark. Oh, good, good work. To respond to Jack, why would what movie has ever paid you to watch it, Mark? You wow, you somehow took a stupid thing I said and made it a thousand times stupider.
1: Yes, that's
0: what I do.
2: (laughs) What a wonder.
0: Over at Horror use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think of how Blake would rate his level of intoxication.
2: 0.06! Oh <coughs> I've never been so
0: not drunk in my life, man! I'm about to be hungover, dude! I can't do it! And for 10, think of how Carol Pilbazian would rate wrapping things in bubble wrap. Will you be a deer and bubble
2: wrap that for me? This? Yeah.
0: This thing right here? Uh-huh. This appears to be a tube of bubble wrap, already bubble wrapped with bubble wrap. And you would like me to bubble wrap it again?
1: There's a fork in there.
0: Story is the first category which rate these movies. This was my pick, so I'm going to rate it for story, and I'm going to give it a five. This is a really middle-of-the-road story. It's kind of a classic body horror story, uh, which would get a lower score, right? It's kind of like "Bite, something happened and then you transform. But this has a little bit more going on for it in terms of the Hollywood stuff and what you are willing to do or need to do or shouldn't have to do, all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's not a terrifically implemented story, but I think it's got some things going for it on a classic body horror trope. So five, middle of the road.
1: Jake? So... Yeah, I disagree a lot. I guess I'm I'm giving this a seven and a half. Ooh, for story from a mm-hmm. from a sheer story standpoint, I agree with what you said about body horror. What it did from a body horror standpoint is pretty awesome, and the fact that it did that while building well, a narrative it, around it that is able to speak to—is it awesome what it did from a body horror standpoint, or is it just what I all think, body horror movies do? No, I think it's pretty awesome. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I think think about okay, here's a good comparison. This is a really
0: high-level discussion, guys. How awesome is it? Very awesome,
1: man. Here's let's let's compare this to I'm trying to think of another body horror movie that we've Bite. reviewed that I did not like. Bite. So, that is your typical like girl goes to another country, girl gets infected, girl comes back, girl transforms. This is right. Isn't a this lot kind more of the same unique. thing as that. It's no, it's a think lot it more is. unique than that. This is a lot more unique than that. This it's has a narrative about this has a narrative about <clears throat> the depths of your character involved, which is wholly different than what was involved in something like a bite, which is what so we can use bite. for a comparison. That's why it gets a higher rating.
0: Look, I I it's fine. I I agree with you. I think I just give it <laughs> less credit for doing the body horror thing than you do.
1: Mm. It's Mark? what it does a round body horror?
0: Tiebreaker. I gave it a four and a half. I'm much more on Jack's side. The story behind this is essentially: look at how bad Hollywood is. That's all it is, really. Okay. It, it. It. I mean, there's some interpersonal dynamics of like. No, those are your terrible. friends will stab you in the back. Well, that, that's kind of what I'm getting at. Like, I, I'm trying to like give it credit for the elements of story that it's introducing here, but ultimately. The story you described for Bite and the story you described for this are, are all the same, same story.
1: <laughs> how are they the same you story? You go to a foreign no, how land. Are they the same instead story? of There's a foreign nothing... land,
0: it's a girl going out of her comfort zone to an audition. She hasn't there is
1: absolutely nothing happening in Byte that has anything to do with someone's character. Nothing. There's quite a bit, actually. There's a whole or lot or not of she's things about her cheating let... on her husband.
0: Whether or not she's willing to let loose while on vacation versus whether or not she's willing to let loose and let her hair down in this interview.
1: It's the same dynamic. Uh I don't I do And opening don't yourself up it. to new experiences, Jake. Yes, so, yes, yes. So, sucked. Regar- Fight? It did. Both, sucked. Regardless. Yeah.
0: Both of those both of these movies have terrible stories regardless. I don't think this we have struggled mightily throughout this entire podcast to describe whether or not this was an appropriate level of ambiguity or not and all the other bullshit mm. pertaining to the story of how these people know each other. That's kind of and
1: Oh, you're, you're I, talking that's implementation right now. If you right this now. in immersion, I think we're you're, gonna flip flop
0: scores. Yeah, you're talking, you're talking
1: implementation right now.
0: Okay, okay. Well, well, in general, I thought that this was a relatively straightforward plot. I, it's sort of unique, but ultimately, I, I didn't really think it was that noteworthy. I gave it a four and a half. Let's move on. World building and immersion is our second category, and mm. I gave it a seven for world building and immersion. I was fucking immersed in the movie. I, see what's I happening was on here. board with this woman's journey from start to finish. Uh, okay. A couple of the little things brought me out sometimes, but for the most part, I'm I'm on board with this story. Jake, okay.
1: yeah, I gave it a five. There we go. I see what's happening here. Yeah, I. Yep. It, we're just doing a classic flip flop where I'm I'm sort of potting classic some of this flip-flop. stuff. Yeah. I'm plotting some of this stuff that I had trouble with into the immersion category from a very, very high level. We already talked about it. I think that that was story related. Anything that had to do with the friends, the where things are taking place conversation that we had earlier, that's immersion. I do think that there's an interesting point that Mark had made about some of the world building that's done. One thing I want to note here, I'm not going to dock it, but I really want to for the viscerally negative, like physical thing that happened to me during that one scene because that is an immersion breaker i literally had to stop watching this movie for like an hour before i could continue because i felt like i was gonna die yeah that's why that's a me thing so i'm not gonna include it but i do want to note it here uh middle of the road for me at best okay mark
0: jack we're flipping burgers jake's at kinko's straight flipping copies (laughs) I'm not a boat, uh, we have, motherfucker. <laughs> we, have, we have flippy-floppied. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I actually think this is a relatively immersive flick. I, like I said earlier, I really like the way that the... I, I like all the sets that they have. For me, that's kind of like... That counts as world-building. Um, I gave this a six and a half. I, I think this is actually for as out of it as I was from just the very beginning basic story implementation of it. I was actually drawn in pretty well throughout the entire movie. I'm going to pot other things here that I don't usually put, th- that are kind of harder to describe, like the cinematography of it. Uh, the score also f- fills in here. These things draw you into the movie. And even if you're struggling a little bit with sort of how banal the story is, the actual like individual example of... This one time when Hollywood really fucked this one girl over. I You know, that, that's kind of what drew me in, ultimately. I, I thought, thought this was a pretty immersive movie. I gave it a much better than average score. All right. Uh, Scare Factor is our next category. And I'm going to give it a six for Scare Factor. This isn't one of the most creepy movies ever. And the body horror isn't some of the most disturbing ever. But it is effective, and it certainly gets to you. I think the creepy aspects and the disparity in this woman's life come through really well. Um, and then the body horror, like the maggot scene and the fingernail scene was
2: like,
0: as well as the, just viscera still clinging on to the weight with which she bashed that <laughs> woman's skull in. So yeah. I think it does a lot of really effective things, but they're interspersed by not enough just pervasive dread and more just Kind of general ennui and what am I doing with my life stuff that it doesn't work that well. You just just dropped ennui. Really? I mean, yeah. Look, Mark, if the ennui fits. (laughs) Be it? Yes. Embody it. (laughs) Become it? (laughs) Look, I go through every day wondering what I did with my life. And so, like, I'm not that worried about this woman's struggles with her self-identity. That's... That's ennui, that's E-N-N-U-I, go look it up. One of the (laughs) most weird words we've ever used. That's just, that cannot possibly be true. Look, when I was this woman's age, I was a person with a biochemistry degree working in construction. So I've had a lot of time to think about, like, what the how did I get to this point in my life? Um, It's just that part doesn't affect me all that much. So, I don't know, six. It's above average. Jake? I gotta tell you, I lost track completely of what you were saying because of the words you used.
1: That's most Because you don't understand the word ennui? Oh boy. I I gave... I gave... I just spilled some beer. I gave... No shit. I gave this a four from a scare standpoint. I have a note here from my viewing of this movie where I had noted that we were 40 minutes in and the only horror so far is that the producer dude is a creep and everybody sucks. It took a while for things to get going. Um when it did get there there were scenes like you mentioned jack that i think were pretty impactful uh however i think that it really struggled out of the gate that differentiation sometimes that can work to your advantage with a movie like say from Dust till dawn but sometimes it doesn't this to me it just didn't right it didn't hit the right balance uh i had a tough time with it so a little bit below average
0: fair enough mark <clears throat> I'm in Jake's boat. Uh, I gave it a four. Uh, this is an incredibly like, the last whatever you want to call it twenty minutes of this movie. Really <laughs> I mean, call it the number really of Really hard to is. watch. I don't. I don't know how far and where, where the actual like action starts.
1: I think it's more like half. About okay. The
0: last about three and a half about, okay. uh, the about, a half, about minutes. The last the whatever the last quarter of this movie. <laughs> In which it is a slasher, or whatever, Jake or Jack or whoever you are, were trying to... Who? Who was saying the slasher (laughs) thing? Jake said it was a slasher, you idiot. It's not a fucking slasher, dude. (laughs) Jake was trying to convince us this was a slasher. Unbelievable. And uh, the the part of this movie that is a slasher... Such a
1: stupid fucking exercise! It's so
0: stupid! Okay, I'm done. It's really hard to watch, honestly. (sighs) I have a hard time, though, giving it points for scare Did you say it's really hard to watch? Yeah, dude, the the part where, like, there's some really brutal killings, it's and the brutal. whole body horror thing. Yeah, it's great. Her fingernails come off. It she, was there's rad. a lot oh. of, like, really, like, bad, cringeworthy shit in this movie. This is my second favorite fingernails coming off scene. It just kind of popped off. Do I like have- <laughs> it. Popped right off. My first favorite dude. is not a horror movie, by the way. Okay. What is it? District 9. Mm. Fair enough. Okay. Existential horror, popped right off, dude. Just boop. (laughs) He has on (laughs) Wii. (laughs) Anyways, um, the point I was getting at is I have a really hard time of actually crediting a movie in the scare factor for like really gross or really hard to watch scenes. Body horror and I don't get along. Welcome,
1: yeah, welcome to body horror.
0: This is this is well executed body horror. I'm willing to admit that, but ultimately I'm gonna give it, give it a less than average score because it's it just does it's not scary scary. It's just kind of gross and hard to watch. You don't think about that happening to you though, like oh
1: Christ, body horror. I like body
0: horror, man. No, that
1: I, I mean. don't think about about vomiting maggots and having my fingernail just boop right off. I do, man. Every time I start to feel a little bit less than
0: perfect, I'm like ah, I'm probably dying. I'm gonna vomit maggots and my fingernails are gonna fall off and I'm gonna shit myself. Woof. I have never taken a bad hit of Crocodile in my life,
1: so... Yeah. A bad hit. Those good hits, though. Those are <laughs> fucking... Oh, man. That's what Mark lives on. You gotta chase on. the dragon.
0: That's the only way he goes to work every day. Mm. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> That's how you my life. It's gonna lead us into our penultimate category, Effects Pen. or Judicious okay. Lack Thereof. This is a tricky category. I'm gonna give it a seven. Um, mm. I think they ultimately do a very good job of the effects Why overall, the practical... Uh, but they, they struggle with a lot of the stuff early on, and I think they use a lot more effects than they need to in the early part of the movie, and it suffers because of it. This could have been a more. really, really high effect score, but they didn't... They didn't need to do all the scenes with the way too viscous blood in the beginning parts of the movie, in the dream sequence, in the sequence of her friend bashing her face in like when she falls into the pool. That just didn't need to be in there. And that's a classic recognizing what could have been a judicial lack thereof. That could have been a terrific goddamn score. So that's judicial legal. lack. Legal. What is that what I said?
1: Jesus you say Christ. a lot of things, man. We can barely <laughs> Holy keep track. Shit. Somebody else uh, start talking. I gave it a second. Yeah, I went I went eight. Um the effects are really good. We've talked about this already. Uh, the practical is very well implemented. There are a lot of scenes that are cringe worthy and will make you feel very uncomfortable. That is a testament to how well they do with the practical. Couple little misgivings. I'm sure Mark will talk about those a little more, so I'll let him. Um not to be forgotten soundtrack. Very, very that good. Definitely
0: eight. belongs here and it's really good.
1: I gave it a nine. I'm the yeah. highest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the two score. things
0: that are regrettable is the CG tummy bugs and uh, the fact that you can kind of lightly see her hair under a bald cap in like one fraction of a second of a scene. Sure. And the slash Outside on the wrong that, side of her face. That, yeah, I guess that would probably be FX. effects. Okay, so that too. The effects look phenomenal in this movie. I don't struggle with the corn syrupy blood like Jack does. I don't either. Ultimately, what I would say is it might not be realistic, but it is believable. Okay. Yeah, I'll go along with that. And I'll pile on what Jake said. It's a great score. And I'll also add set design, pretty solid. And I really liked it. And the other thing that we don't really talk about a lot with effects is they use the cinematography to highlight the set design in a lot of cases. Yeah, sure. that is an augmenting factor in the whole set design category. So. And every everything, to, to that effect, everything is blended really well together. It goes along with the music, too. They do a really good job blending all the strengths to make everything even stronger. Mm-hmm. There you have it. This is, uh, this is one of the best effects movies. Yeah. Well, I don't know about that. Overall is our final category. I'm going to give it a, a seven, 7 overall. Uh, I okay. really like this movie. This is, this is a good high quality film, you should watch it. It's not without its flaws, certainly. Uh, but it's especially because it's on Netflix. I'm upset at myself for not having watched this earlier. This is a must watch.
1: Pretty much free.
0: Um yeah, this this is a must watch. It's just it's just really good. It's really high quality. Um it's a Kickstarter for fuck's sake. Like Jesus, it's really good. Jake?
1: Yeah, I mean don't be us. Took us too long. I agree with everything you said. Same reason, same score really. I gave it a seven as well.
0: Mark. Uh, I gave it a six and I'll admit this is subjectively just me not liking body horror. Uh, This I the movie itself doesn't jive with my personality, uh, but I recognize that it is objectively a very good, well put together movie. Uh, It has its issues, but yeah, it's definitely better than average six. You guys gave it a sevens question. This uh, is sort of in the same category. It's on Netflix. We avoided it for a while. Which is the worst Netflix miss on our part between this and Tucker and Dale? Ooh, the worst miss. Yeah. So for me, I'm gonna say this is the worst miss, just because. Uh, and there's only there's only one thing I'm basing this on, and that's the thumbnails for Tucker and Dale are much worse, right? They're Katrina Bowden <laughs> in a bra and panties. They're just stupid, exploitative shit and Starry eyes which isn't to say that that's not something i'm interested in right but that's not what i I'm was going to say that pick. seems
1: like it's okay
0: the, yeah that's not <laughs> i certainly yet. enjoyed that part of things but like when i see that on a on a thumbnail for a netflix i'm like fuck i don't that's not the kind of movie i'm looking for
1: i'll go to okay. hbo's
0: late night section if that's what i'm interested in thank you very much watch space fixins 4
1: <laughs> so i'm going to say tucker and dale is that the worst miss just strictly because the staying power of that movie i after having seen both movies, which one is the worst miss? Tucker and Dale. Oh, absolutely. That one has the staying oh, power. That's the true. one you want to revisit as opposed to this. I'm very happy I saw this movie. We're going to get into this in about three seconds. You should watch this with your buddies and drinks and beers. Speaking but Tucker of which, and Dale is is the movie that I would go back to, and I think that that's why it's a, a miss that it, should not be missed. Mark,
0: Absolutely, and, and I agree with that. Um, like I said, mine was which one am I blaming myself more for? Fair enough. So, Mark. Mark. I gave it the lowest score. Which means sure you have
1: to tell us why you shouldn't get drunk with your buddies and have beers and have fun and watch a movie and this movie. Tell us why you shouldn't ever hang out with your buddies and have fun. Tell us, tell us, you know, tell us all those things. Why don't you there are more responsible
0: things you could be doing with your time? Go volunteer at the local animal rescue.
1: Oh go vote. Go be an American. Yeah. What
0: else? Go vote. <laughs> hey man. America's great. Uh so there are two You're things that America, I don't think bro? are particularly I, there are two things that I don't think are particularly synergistic with hanging out with your buddies and watching a horror movie. And those two things are slow burns and body horror.
1: And this is both. Whoa. Um, I disagree In with the body stances, I disagree with you.
0: Uh well in the rest of the circumstances you agree with me. So in some it's circumstances I do agree with you. <laughs> That's basically the the crux of my argument. I don't need to You said wavering. three
1: words. Okay. Jack, cool. how about we take this? Sounds good. I'll, I'll start with and elegant. Holy mackerel, was.
0: Mark. <laughs> Number one, I disagree with you, Mark. I think body horror movies <laughs> oh, can shit. be pretty interesting to watch with You're your job. <laughs> There's good a lot start. of stuff going on. <laughs> Number two, this movie especially, I mean, look at the discussion it elicited just amongst us talking about the show. You, you're you going to try to figure out what's going on, Mark. You had a totally different read on this movie than we did, and it's going to be... That was mostly that- comedic.
1: It's no, It's pretty it obvious what this movie trying to have you figure out. All about the crocodile.
0: Jake, go. Fuck this.
1: I didn't know what you said. You didn't even finish. I didn't even finish.
0: <laughs> yeah, you really didn't. <laughs>
1: So this this movie does elicit
0: a lot of interesting discussions you're gonna have with your buddies. It's not the kind of discussions that are going to be fatally damaged by drinking too much when you're watching it. You're gonna get the same thing out of it, so you don't lose anything and you gain a lot of benefit. Good, do it.
1: Okay, um, (laughs)
0: that's the worst argument ever. It was uh, better than yours. You stupid. Okay, so we're just gonna
1: can we just can we just beep his whole segment out and then let me go.
0: No, because I'm editing.
1: Please. I'll beep your segment out. I, you shouldn't do that. I'm helping you right now. <laughs> so
0: here's what we do. We beep both of your segments out in totality and just leave my mediocre argument. And that's Hello, the you, the haven't even
1: heard, you haven't even heard me yet. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Mark, you're making an argument against watching body horror with your buddies. I think body horror is better with your buddies if you're someone like who you might be who – is kind of skeeved out by that sort of situation happening. When gross things are happening in a crowd, I think that the energy that you have in that sort of setting and the camaraderie and the, oh shit, look at how gross that was, that actually benefits the fun factor that might otherwise be a little more sapped out. So I think that in and of itself makes this more fun to watch with a group than by yourself in a dark room. Also, watch it with your buddies because if you have someone like, this guy pointing to myself in the group who's going to like potentially pass out and vomit all over himself during the uh light scene you're going to have fun at his expense so do <laughs> so it. you're going to have one do friend it. who has do a it.
0: seizure almost ba- basically literally
1: it'll be great for you trust me so who Shouldn't wins should
0: there be a reason to not watch this no, no, no we would have given Jake a lot of shit and we would have had a lot of fun doing it he's he's having so, a seizure he's puking in something that leaks and we're making fun of him for having a seizure in response to. You've him. already made fun of him, Mark. It just insane. You couldn't even make it through that sentence without an inside joke making fun of Jake. It, well, it's, it's our brand. It's on brand. <laughs> just given that, I think we win, Jake. Right?
1: Yeah. I mean, maybe it's maybe democracy we
0: here. We vote. Let's let's all take Bullshit. a vote.
1: <laughs> yeah, watching buddies and movies and drunks wins.
0: Vote for that. Yeah. Boom. Mark, you lose. Fuck movies, you. Movies, buddies, drunk. Jake, let's get out of here.
1: Okay, this has been episode 60, what, For?
0: Yep, something.
1: Who fucking knows? Of the A to Z Horcast. Check out everything we have going on. Head on over to a2zhor. To ZHor.com. Or come hang out with us on any of our social networks. And by any, I mean either on Facebook or Twitter. If you want to help us out or any of the other Phantom Podcast Network shows that Jack mentioned at the top of the episode, head on over to DownrightCreepy.com slash Phantom. Give the shows a listen. And check us out on the podcasting app you use. Maybe that's Apple Podcasts. Maybe that's something else. I bet you either way, there's some way that you can rate it, give it a review, let somebody know by sharing. Go ahead and do that because it really, believe it or not, does help get these shows seen. Next week, we're going to continue through November with these recommended movies that we're watching. Uh, It's an interesting one, boys. Found footage 3D that is interesting. i know nothing about this movie it's pretty new cannot wait to see it hopefully you're interested in hearing about it too we will spoil it so pre-spoiler spoiler alert we'll catch you next week and until then get your buddies grab some beers and go watch some horror movies have a great week everybody
0: Akuna matata buddies
1: well this is a B a pier break